My name is Aditi, and welcome back to my podcast, ABCD. My past few episodes have been about the Black Lives Matter movement, and I plan to keep talking about it. Recently, I started reading So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Oluwa. The book is incredible and painful at the same time. It forces you to reflect on and even relive some experiences when you faced racism, but it's definitely worth the read. Today, I plan to share some of the thoughts that I've had while reading the book so far. But first, I want to say happy Juneteenth to everyone. Today marks a powerful day in history that we should all acknowledge and celebrate. So throughout my life, when I've had a negative interaction with someone and I can't for the life of me figure out why or what's the reason, the thought that I was unfairly treated due to race always remained in the back of my head. And I think that it's a burden that most POCs are forced to carry with them. We can't rule out racism as a reason behind someone being rude or unfair, but we just hope it isn't. In a past episode, I brought this feeling up with Dr. Clark, and Ijeoma Oluo addresses it too. The consensus seems to be, if, as a person of color, you feel it's racism, then it probably is. And that's not to say that every negative interaction is because of racism, because that's not true, but it's those specific cases when you can just tell it's something more. But so far, reading this book has taught me that one racist person isn't really something we can fight against, and honestly, shouldn't even bother with. It's more about the system that was built on and thrives on those racist beliefs that we should be more concerned with. I think a lot of times people assume that liberals want to have heated conversations about race and always be angry about something, but in my personal case, that's definitely not true. I would much rather live in harmony with the people around me, with people that recognize that everyone is deserving of human rights regardless of skin color. And a lot of people who do take the time and effort to have a conversation with those that think differently are immediately shut down. But when you're defending human rights, it's pretty hard to just sit by and watch people have blatant disregard for those with a different skin color. So that's why a lot of us speak up. And I think the conversation can sometimes become long and tiring because a lot of people who are willing to start the conversation have taken the time to educate themselves, so there's a ton of information that they're ready to share. At least, I know that to be true in the case of my peers and myself. And it's not as easy to just say, well, we have different political opinions, but we can still be friends, when it's not about a political opinion. And truthfully, it's pretty hard for me to maintain a close friendship with someone who has a different political opinion, because most times that political opinion is interwoven with underlying racism. Recently, I've been more outspoken on these issues, and part of that is because I feel like I have the privilege to talk about it, which for me translates to a responsibility to talk about it. But when I try to have conversations with people who have clearly shown they refuse to support Black Lives Matter, I get responses like, thanks for sharing, we have different opinions, but that's okay, and even better, no response at all. It's pretty frustrating to see people responding like this, but I guess the best we can hope for is that they eventually learn. Social media has been incredible for this movement. I learn something new every single day, and that wouldn't be as easy without Instagram. But it's also revealing people's true colors, which can be terrifying. You find yourself reflecting on the people in your life and who you've trusted in the past. If someone is ignoring the movement or posting things that undermine the movement, it forces you to think about your relationship with that person. If someone is so willing to ignore racial inequality, then how can a person of color trust them to be a friend? 
And something that I don't think is said enough is if people refuse to accept they're being racist or ignore casual racism, it's most definitely going to lead to more racism. The thought that someone you considered a close friend might have always considered you less than just because of the color of your skin is pretty heartbreaking. But along the same line, using social media in this way introduces you to so many wonderful people. I found an incredible community of people who share the same views as me and have the same experiences as me. I've become closer to people that I can talk about my struggles and successes with, and people that understand and can relate to what life as a person of color is like. In what I've read so far, Aluo has touched on white privilege, so while we're talking about the book, I'd like to address it. White privilege doesn't diminish the value of a white person's success, but it does mean that the color of their skin hasn't inhibited their success, which can't be said for most people of color. It would take years to share all my feelings about white privilege, but one thing I'll say is that even if I grew up in the same exact neighborhood with the same exact resources as someone who was white, our outcomes would most likely be very different. Their white privilege would help them get ahead, so while we may have had the same starting points, not only do we not have white privilege, but people of color are constantly having to work extra hard to prove themselves. And that's exhausting. Most of the time, we're forced to accept it the way it is, but now that people of color are finally starting to get a platform that they so rightfully deserve, hopefully we see some changes in the future. I'd like for this episode to be more than just the sort of rant that it's been so far. I'd like for it to end on a more positive note. So I want to speak to something that I read in So You Want to Talk About Race. Oluo explains what race really means to her. The bad, but also the good. She says, race, my race, has been one of the most defining forces in my life and recounts the most incredible and heartwarming moments that she's experienced within her race. So here, on my podcast, I'm going to do the same, but with my race. To me, it's blasting Hindi songs in the car and watching more Bollywood movies than Hollywood movies. Amitabh Bachchan and Shah Rukh Khan were household names, and I've watched Om Shanti Om more times than I can count. Eating samosas and biryani when family comes over, and wearing the heaviest langas to each and every single party. And most of all, it means having the most reliable community to lean on, especially during my R&G trip. It literally would never have happened without the people I grew up with in Sharon, the community that has become my family. And the thing that binds us all together, the most defining force, is our race. So as much as race can be seen as a cause for division, it's one of the most prominent parts of my life, and I'm glad it is. Thanks for tuning in, and join my podcast ABCD, again next time, when hopefully we're a little less confused.